Welcome to the Freedom Wealth Audio Experience. I've been getting to the money. Everybody man. I'm Brandon Neal. I'm Jacob Cornell. And this is episode three of Cashing Out with the Kids. So we got big news for you guys. Jacob's brother just reposed and he's getting married. And so that's really going to be a big topic on what we talk about today. And you want to look at the expense of actually getting married because it's one of the biggest financial commitments you'll ever make in your life. So I'm going to let Jake kind of talk about what his brother's doing. And then I'm going to get into a little bit of the forgotten costs that go along with the wedding. Right. So whether you plan on staying single forever or you are on that boat of maybe even being engaged or planning on maybe proposing soon, there are obviously going to be a lot of cost to, um, to, to getting that ball rolling. So usually what you want to start looking at first is your venue. Where are you going to go? Where are you going to get married? Then you're going to look at catering. Do they offer catering? Do they have um, receptions there or do they just have the weddings? Because I know there are a couple venues my brother found that only had the reception or they only held the wedding. So there are plenty of things to keep in mind. But in general, you want to try to keep your cost down as much as possible. And on average, I found that couples spend $19,323 up to $32,205 on weddings. And the average cost maybe ranging around $25,764. So that's with wedding uh, venues, catering, and all the other expenses that come with it. So you're going to be spending quite a bit of money. And it does say a about 50% of people spend under $15,000, but uh, the average is obviously still boosted up to 25,764. So you're gonna be spending quite a bit of money on making this happen. And my brother will be spending quite a bit of money to try to make <laughs> this happen. And uh, he's starting to realize that today. So um, I know Brandon, you had something uh, yeah. that you would like to tell my brother. <laughs> yeah. So. I think when you're planning something of the magnitude of a wedding, it's really easy to miss some of the big costs. And so I just kind of want to run down a list here of some of the things that are often forgotten. And I'm going to start with postage. I mean, I don't know about you, but that's not something I think of when I'm planning. No, I'm not planning a wedding. But if I were to be planning a wedding, I'd be like, oh, I need to get postage stamps. But you have to think about it to get your invitations out, right. to get the RSVPs back, and to send out your thank you letters. I mean. Depending on how big your wedding is, that's going to add up. Yeah, I mean, um, have you ever seen Seinfeld, the George Costanza episode where he gets married? No. Well, don't go cheap because then you might not have a wife. If you've <laughs> never seen it, <laughs> she, she gets toxic poisoning or whatever. Oh, and that's, man. Yeah, it's a funny episode. <laughs> but make sure you're getting good postage stamps. But yeah, that's so, the point. Yeah, so I mean, that, again, depending on the scale of your wedding, that can be a huge cost that if you don't factor in, it can really mess up your budget. Yeah. So that that's where I want to start. Also, you're gonna to wanna to remember your wedding. It's one of the best days of your life. So you're gonna probably wanna hire a videographer and bills don't come cheap. So that's another thing that you gotta to remember to put into that budget because you don't want Aunt Susie to be in the one taking the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, I mean, this is probably the most important one, but actually buying your marriage license. So you don't just get that, you still have to go and purchase it. And it's not a huge cost, it's $20 to $100 depending where you live. Mm -hmm. but, um, definitely don't forget to get that yeah that, so yeah the, the whole big shebang would be for nothing yeah exactly <laughs> yeah exactly um also i'm sure you guys are gonna have one last hurrah so don't forget about the cost of a bachelor's party or a bachelorette party yeah um, unfortunately your brides and groom or your grooms and bridesmaids don't pay for that that's still on you guys so 
don't forget to factor that into it. Uh, for your, I mean, depending on who your friends are, your groomsmen might need it too, but definitely for your bridesmaids, you gotta look at beauty treatments, you know, you get, everyone's gotta yeah. get their hair done, oh, their makeup, yeah. all oh, that yeah. stuff. That doesn't come cheap either. No. So we really gotta make sure we're factoring that in. Um, these are all different expenses that can really bust your budget if you get to put them in there. Um, it, it really relates back to real life, you know, the small things will mess up a budget, not the, not the big cost, because everyone remembers the big stuff. Yeah. And then finally, can't forget about overtime costs. So like you were talking about the venues and the caterers and all that, you're really contracting them for a certain amount of time. Mm -hmm. So if you run over in your wedding, it's gonna start adding up real quick. So yeah. I, I know it's it's your special night and you're there to have fun, but at the same time, you gotta stay on schedule. Because right, and I've actually had a cousin, he had a wedding out uh, near a line. So this is kind of like our area, it's Northeast Ohio-ish. Um, and he had a wedding out in the lines yeah. and it was like kind of a slow moving staff mm -hmm. and it ended up going well past midnight, at wow. least the party and the cleanup. And he was charged like an extra, how many ever hundreds or thousands of dollars. So you got to make sure when you hire your staff or whatever your wedding venue offers you, whatever the staff is, make sure you read the contract, the contingencies of what the costs are going to be because i know my cousin was not happy with with how his cost of the wedding ended up being he obviously ended up footing the bill and had to pay it but you still want to make sure you're not paying any extra especially when the costs are already so, so high. dramatically high so make sure you're getting the best cost and make sure you're reading what the the contingencies of your wedding are going to be because that's very important because sure. you can end up getting a lot extra <laughs> to pay if, yeah. if you don't yeah and I think it'd be irresponsible for us not to kind of talk a little bit about um, what marriage does to your finances, being who we are. Right. So right. that's that's definitely a conversation that needs to be had before you decide to get married, because if you have two completely opposing philosophies on money, mm -hmm. it's going to create a lot of issues going forward. So you need to have those tough talks with your significant other before yeah. you decide marriage yeah. is the right route for you. Um, if you have someone that is very diligent with their money and loves to invest and is always planning ahead and you have someone that lives paycheck to paycheck and spends the money as soon as they get it if you guys haven't made some type of agreement prior it's your marriage probably is going to work out so i just think that's an important yeah, point to sure. touch on before we uh, put this video out there and everyone thinks oh i'm just going to get married <laughs> yeah. yeah just because you get the money side down doesn't mean you got the rest down make sure because i know my dad he loves his checkbook yeah. but my mom's just go with the flow and there's not too much of a problem with them obviously mm -hmm. still together great yeah. marriage but um but no my dad he's like write it down in the checkbook <laughs> so yeah, i mean she writes it down she'll get yeah. it down in there but there's a mutual respect and there's yeah. they, they've agreed that they'll write it down in the checkbook <laughs> although they don't always do it they still at least have uh you know the idea in mind i gotta get this down in the checkbook sure. so um and then also not to mention yeah my mom and dad had me yeah and then they paid for a house yeah and then they actually moved out of the house uh it would be 15 16 years now ago so you're gonna be having costs like that and you gotta put that um into your costs and yeah, I could, yeah, I could mention cost of the house and, and kids, but that really just depends on your income bracket sure. um, and how much you're gonna pay. So it's it's kind of useless putting in um, average cost for the house for couples because there, there really isn't too much I can offer you. That's up to you. Um, I do know lots of people say, don't spend more on a house than two years of income. So yeah. if you're making a hundred thousand, uh, don't spend 400 or 500,000 on the house. Spend 
um, 200,000 on the house, if not less. Yeah. And uh, there were actually studies done that millionaires, and we're not saying you're millionaires, but millionaires will actually- will one day if you follow these too. Yeah, and, and if you do follow these, if you will. But um, millionaires who actually purchase $300,000, like the property value of their house yeah. is $300,000 or less, um, actually had uh, like joy in life or their like happiness in life was actually increased by like 71% compared to people who bought houses that were more than 300,000. So there's something to be said about living within your means yeah. or living even well under that. Well, it's it's the whole theory of being house poor. Yeah. You, you get a big house because you want to dress evil, but then you can't afford to do those actual fun things in life because all your money goes towards paying your house payment. Right. So, and I mean, a lot of that goes back to the book, The Millionaire Next Door. Uh, that, if you guys haven't that's read actually that where one. I got it from. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If you haven't read that one, that's a great study. Uh, it, the book's all about studying hundreds of millionaires um, that you wouldn't even know they're millionaires if they didn't tell you because they just live a very humble lifestyle. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. I think you had some other big news you wanted to share with our cash out the kid audience. About, oh. uh, yeah. <laughs> I hate ending on a negative note. Yeah. But I was so excited for my brother. We had to start on the positive note. But getting a speeding ticket, I didn't realize until I actually got the speeding ticket last week that um, there's quite a few costs that yeah. come with a speeding ticket other yeah. than the premium the of your ticket. So I was pulled over by State Trooper Barry. Ooh, yeah, Barry. not good, not, not good. He gets not me. Not a nice guy. No, not good. And my ticket was 160 bucks. And I wanted to yell at him and say like, does it look like I can afford a $160 ticket? But um, I, I look like I'll have to foot the bill anyway. Um, my ticket's due December 1st, so I better pay that off. And so there's a full-time job. Though. Yeah, it, exactly. So I got a full-time job, so it'll, it'll be easy enough to pay for it. But there are also other things that come with it. So insurance premiums will go up. And in fact, um, unsurprisingly to me, your premiums can go up to 22 to 30% based off of carinsurance.com. So your premiums can go up quite a bit. Yeah. So in the state of Ohio, based off of the violation I had, which was only 10 over, so I don't know Wait, why I got it. think it was over $100 for 10 over? It was $160 for, for, for 10 over. For 10 over. So in the state of Ohio, it's generally Jeez. around 145. Don't speed. Do not speed. It was a 40, I was a 45 zone, I was going 55. And uh, I now have to pay 160 bucks. So make sure you're putting your car in cruise control, whatever the speed limit is. So your premiums can go up in the state of Ohio at least. My violation, generally it will be about 21% increase, which means based off the average premiums for car insurance, I'll be spending about 200 extra dollars a month. So, yeah, a month. And that's, that's I think, with family plans, though. Okay. That, that includes family car insurance plans. So, um, not a good experience. That's that's not what you want to do. No. So, if you want to make sure that you're saving money and uh, have money to pay for a wedding, don't get a speeding ticket. Well, and I think, it, again, going back to that social responsibility, yeah. you can be irresponsible not to tell you that don't speed because you could hurt somebody, all right? Yeah, Look exactly. Look out for others. Yeah. Right. So... So yeah, this has been episode three with Cash Out with the Kids. Hope you guys enjoyed learning a little bit about weddings and why you shouldn't speed. And if you did, please, please, please share this content with someone you think it would help or someone you think would enjoy it. And follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube right here.